Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. Thanks, Richard and Barbie. Appreciate y'all so much. Uh, Hey, while you're giving... I just want to remind you of this. They did mention that if you want to fully participate in today's message, it is going to be a little bit of, there's a little bit of engagement and you need the City Life app to do that. Just one last reminder, just go to your app store or the Google Play Store and search the term City Life Church Fort Worth. You'll see our logo and uh, just get your app pulled up. Be sure and hit that refresh button at the bottom in case you're pulling it up. But uh, we'll use that later in the message. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys. Yeah, have you ever, have you, have you ever just, just, um, have you ever like woken up in the morning and you're like, you're singing a song? I, I do that all the time. I mean, all the time, all the time. And what's, it's like, sometimes I'll wake up, I'll be singing a VeggieTales song. <laughs> and and it's, it's just the most bizarre stuff. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll just wake up, I'll, I'll be singing a song from, from when I was a kid in church or, or I'll sing a song from last Sunday or whatever. But, but really, for some reason, I, I, at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, I'm always kind of humming or singing a song. And, and, but it was, it was funny this morning. I, was, I had just a moment with Rebecca, and we were talking, and we prayed a little bit, and I got going. And, and she said, man, I had the funniest song I'm singing. She, she was singing it to me in Spanish, which is the way she learned it. And I was like, I don't know that song. I said, but do you want to know the song that was, um, that, that's in my brain this morning? She said, no. I said, it's Dropkick Me Jesus. Now, some of you have no clue what I'm talking about, but in 1976, there was this guy by the name of Bobby Bear, and he's a country singer, you know, and, and, and as, as a good Texas boy, when I was a kid, I learned Bobby Bear's song, Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of Life, End Over End, Neither Left Nor The Right, Straight Through the Heart of Them Righteous Uprights, Drop Kick Me Jesus Through the Goalposts of life. And um, how many of you guys have heard that song? It's like a few of you have. You need to look it up. Drop Kick Me Jesus. It's, 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 it's about football. Since it is like football. Maybe it was because football was on my mind. I don't know. It's, it's about football and how God helps to get. Yeah, it's an interesting song. Well, hey, this has been a fun morning so far. Why don't you go ahead and get your Bibles out? I'm going to have you look in two locations in your Bibles today. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark eleven twenty-three and 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. 24. Leave that up there for just a few minutes so that you guys can find that. Maybe write them down in your notes as well. Mark eleven twenty-three, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. Well, it's officially autumn, and we're moving into this last part of the year, and it's, it's going to be fun around here at City Life Church. Now, uh, I, I guess to kind of kick off this whole autumn season, y- yesterday I, I was able to perform a, uh, to officiate a wedding ceremony out at Benbrook Lake. It was so beautiful, so wonderful. Uh, the the Pettijohns got married. There you are, yes. Yeah. So... That was, that was beautiful. It was a nice private ceremony out there. And, uh, and I looked at you at the very end of it. It was, it, was, it was not hot. I mean, it was only 93 degrees. A beautiful autumn, Texas. And, but it wasn't. It was great because, it, because he was just saying, this is great. You know, I sure do love fall here in Texas. For a Texas boy, when it's 90-whatever degrees, it, it's, it feels good. You know, and it, it, it just feels great out there. And, uh, 
And you know, the rumor from my wedding, from my uh, weather app, not the wedding app, that's, that's what y'all have been using, but uh, rumor from the weather app says that this week, starting tomorrow, the highs are only going to be in the upper 80s. All right, all right. So you may not be sweating anymore, which means you now need to put on your sweater because you know how bad you want to sweat because you don't feel like a Texan unless you're sweating. So, so when you see people around wearing their sweaters this week, say, aha, uh-huh, you're a good Texan. I know you are because you just still need to sweat. That's why you wear sweaters, right? But see, you know, it's time for you to go. This week, it's going to be so cold. You're going to have to go get a big bunch of a pumpkin spice latte, nice hot latte for the entire uh, staff at your office and and it, it's going to be so cold. You, you're you're going to be whipping out those, those space heaters and your electric blankets and stocking up on firewood because, you know, when it starts dropping into the 80s, winter is almost here in Texas. But, hey, during this fourth quarter of the year, I am going to challenge you. I'm going to give you uh, a challenge like I've not delivered to you at all this year. And this challenge is to accelerate your faith. So I'm beginning a series today called Faith Accelerator. Faith Accelerator. And this first message in this series is called Step Through the Door. And that's what I'm just encouraging you to do today is step through the door of accelerating your faith. And I believe that God's going to begin to work some miracles in you. Now, this, this series is going to go right up until we have our, begin to have our Christmas services. And, and, uh, and so this is, this is some serious business. God dropped this in my heart around the beginning of the summer. The, about doing this faith series, and, and here we are. I'm excited about, about beginning to deliver this, but really, yeah, I want you to think today. Where has the enemy robbed you? What is the breakthrough that you need? What kind of obstacles are in between you and, and, the, and, and the, the destiny where you know you're supposed to be? Well, over the next several weeks, I'm going to be challenging you to dive with me into God's Word, learn what it says about faith, and learn how to actually use it and how to implement it. And I'm also going to encourage you to do this. It's to take the Faith Accelerator Challenge. Today, that, that's one of my goals for the day. I, want, I really want everyone to take the Faith Accelerator Challenge. You're going to find it's a four-part challenge. The four parts are this, record, request, recite, receive. You'll, you'll learn more about that later. But, but I, I, I know you don't have to take the challenge, but I really hope that you will because I want you to join with, I want to be able to join you, join me, believing together, you and me believing together for miracles, specific certain miracles that you feel need to happen. So we're going we're to be punching the faith accelerator over around here, and I hope you're going to join with me and be a part of this. See, the truth is almost everybody's going through some really tough stuff right now. Really. I, it, is, it, is, it, it, seems, it really is an unprecedented season of just tough stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's a bumpy time, and it has been. But whether it's uh, relational or occupational, maybe emotional, physical, financial, it could be stress-related or possibly all of the above kind of a thing, whatever you're walking through, the, the, the instability of these times, I believe it demands accelerated faith. Let me explain this to you. The faith that we had back then is not the kind of faith that we need here going forward, all right? 
And this is more than just praying a prayer or two, but it's a, it, what, what Faith Accelerator Series is about is about creating new habits, and about, it's about uh, creating new patterns in your life so that your faith really can be accelerated. And uh, we're going to have some fun with this. To start off with, I want you to take a look at the words of Jesus. And uh, these words of Jesus are located in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. I had you turn there a minute ago. I'd like for you to get this in your Bibles. And this is one of those to highlight, look at, hold, you know, keep close to your heart. Because this scripture underscores really everything that I'm going to be emphasizing over the next few weeks. So let's take a look at it. Mark 11, 23. The words of Jesus. Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain... We sang about mountains this morning, okay? So, so Jesus, actually at that moment, there's a mountain right behind him, so he used it as an object lesson. If anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. All right. Here's what, here's what I'm going to ask us to do. Part of this challenge, one of, one of the parts of this, this four-part challenge, is to actually memorize this before the end of the year. Now, I counted. There are like 50 words in it or so. And that means if you just memorize a word a day, you know, it's like today you can memorize truly. Say truly. See, you're already, you're already there. You're, you're, I mean, you're already there. And tomorrow, you just memorize the word I. And so, do you, but I'm asking you to do some memory work to put this to memory. In fact, here, just, just to warm us up, take us back to the beginning of that scripture. And I want us to go through it together. So put it up there, truly I tell you. And let's say it out loud right now. You can read it from the screens because that's the, that way you're saying the same thing as me because I don't know, your, your Bible might say, surely I tell you, or I promise you I tell you. But let's just, let's just stick with this one for now, all right? You can memorize it in whatever version you like. But let's say it together. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. That's an amazing scripture. That's one, that, that's, that scripture needs to be memorized. These are the words of Jesus. You know, I say, well, I bet you took those out of context, Pastor Tim. Well, if you, if you feel I took them out of context, you just go right there and read the whole context and get the story yourself. Donna, what you were saying is correct. We need to learn how to get into the Bible, read it all, see what it says, and sum it all up. And I always, I've always said this, that you, know, you should be looking up the scriptures that I give you. Because if I give you a scripture and I've taken it out of context, you need to give me a holler and say, hey, Pastor Tim, are you sure that's what it means? And, and we can talk about it. And, and you know, I've, I've, people have challenged me on that before. And I'm like, wow, actually, you know what? You're right. But, but I, I, I really try to deliver God's word accurately. So this isn't out of, out of context at all. Think about those words. Think about this. God cannot lie. Jesus, it's impossible for him to say something that isn't true. So, knowing that the statement that you just read, that we read together, that we're going to memorize together is 100% truth, then all of us need to have some acceleration in our lives because I don't know if anyone in here has moved mountains with your faith, so let's begin to accelerate our faith. And the truth is, though, when we begin to consider the fact that most of us have dealt with some uh, maybe bumpy faith experiences, if you've dealt with that, maybe you feel 
God has let you down, or maybe you feel that, that God didn't come through for you. Well, what that means is we all have a lot of growth to do. We have a lot of acceleration to do, and we're going to be talking about that. But what I believe is, is that, that God is going to be releasing new faith upon every single one of you. And I believe that as you plunge into this faith accelerator uh, challenge, that, and if you plunge in with all of your heart, that, that you're going to find yourself living on an entirely new plane spiritually because your faith will be activated like you've never seen it before. And I want that for me. I want that for me. And if I'm doing this series just for me, then great, enjoy it with me. It's the Faith Accelerator Challenge is basically this. It's a door of opportunity that's given to you by God. It's a door of opportunity given to you by God. And it's your choice as to whether or not you're going to walk through that door. Uh, last fall, I preached a series of messages in here about uh, the letters that Jesus wrote to the end times church. And the series was called Overcoming This World. Some of you remember that series. And what we did is we examined each one of the seven letters that Jesus wrote to these churches that represents the end time church from the book of Revelation. And one of them was Jesus' letter to the church in Philadelphia. Not talking about Pennsylvania. I'm talking about in Greece. And, and the sermon was entitled this. Here's the sermon title, so get this down. It says, There's a Doorway to Blessing Ahead. And I, I share that on October 11th of 2020. And, and, and just to let you know, the, it, I find it kind of interesting that I'm back on that same thing on exactly the same Sunday that I shared it a year ago. But, uh, but I encourage you to go back and listen or watch that message as a doorway to blessing ahead. But what Jesus is telling this church, he said, you know what, I, I've seen your deeds. I, I, I see your activity. And as a result of what you are doing doing, which we're going to learn about how doing works right in line with faith. But as a result of what you're doing, I'm going to open up a door in front of you. And I want you to step through this door because as you step through this door, you're going to find yourself operating on a new level of engagement with God. Here's what it says in Revelation 3 verse 8. Just want to read this to you. He says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can shut. I know you have little strength yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Now, I believe that Jesus is giving you and is giving us an open door to step through as we accelerate our faith. Uh, for some of you, this is, this is going to be about healing wounds from your past. It's about God, maybe it's about God restoring some life and vibrancy to your marriage. Uh, possibly, I mean, this could be something that, that brings you to a place where you can recognize financial freedom. God wants to give you beauty for ashes. God wants you to give, give the oil of joy for mourning. And God wants you to accelerate past the status quo. The status quo is like where you are right now, just kind of making it. Well, I'm just going to kind of make it. I, I really honestly believe that miracles await people in this room over these next several weeks. And it's time to break out of, of the status quo of defeat and constant struggle. You know, status quo, it's, it's a, it, yeah, it says it on the screen right there. It is not God's will for your life. Status quo is not what God wants for you. He is a God of action. He's a God of motion. And he wants to take you into a new dimension with him. And, and as you're going to learn, faith is not just a state of mind. Faith involves very specific action. And, and that action is going to bust you out of the status quo. For example, empty formal religion 
is status quo. But, but there's, a, there's another side of this, which I see happening a lot right now, being manipulated in your emotions from negative circumstances or current events or whatever is happening in the culture means that we're adapting to the status quo. But accelerating your faith is exciting. It's not status quo. It's not built upon your emotional highs or your emotional lows. In fact, faith is going to put you on the front lines of the action, and that's where God wants you. And I believe that God is going to invade your life in ways you've never seen before. So, again, here's what I want you to do today. I want you to take the faith accelerator challenge today. Some of you, you feel beat down and beat up put down. Some of you feel rejected and hated. Some of you, you, you feel like a failure. In fact, as I was walking over here this morning, I, I just felt like some of you feel like you're damaged goods, and you've even been saying that in your mind. You've even, maybe you've even told people that. I'm, I'm just damaged goods. I'm just kind of here. No, no, no. God wants to lift you out of that. And if you're feeling down, if you're feeling low, please know this, please know this. Just because you're weak doesn't mean there's a problem with you. Not at all. You're not alone. Actually, you're in some really good company here today because God can supernaturally work through your weakness to make you strong. Now, I want you to look at that second passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 24. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. While you're, you're getting that pulled up, all right, now listen, God has unlimited power and resources, and he wants to infuse you with supernatural strength so that you can become supernaturally strong. Now, what we're about to read is was written by the Apostle Paul, and, and he had been through plenty. And, and it's funny because in, when, it, when we see this in the scriptures, because I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but he, says, he basically says, I can't believe I'm about to say all this. Okay, here we go. But should I say this? Should I not? Okay, I don't I think I'm going to go ahead and just say it. So he said it, or he, he wrote this out, and we still have these words preserved for us today. But I want you to listen to what he says about his trials in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four. Five times I have received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I've been beaten with rods. You know what? That, just, just pause right there. That's government persecution. You know that? That's what was happening to him. He was under persecution by the government. Okay? Any of y'all faced that yet? Didn't think so. But we can, we, there, this gives us hope. He says, once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and the day in the open sea. That means floating around holding onto some wood. That's not like out for a pleasure cruise. I have, I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, certainly not the Trinity River unless it's flooding, but in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers. In other words, what I would call fake Christians. Good night. And he says, besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak? <laughs> and I do not feel weak. In other words, he's saying like, ah, yeah, you, you're weak. Yeah, me, me too. He said, and who is led into sin? And do I not inwardly burn? 
this, this is the greatest church planter in the Bible, and he went through most, more than most of us will ever go through in our lives. And Paul was, was one of history's greatest men of faith and power, yet look what he wrote. But he also wrote this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. He said, I delight in weaknesses. Come on, guys. You feel weak? Get some, get, come on, get some delight in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So if you're feeling weak emotionally or spiritually or financially or physically, join the club. Join the club. Because what God says is great. You're in a position now where I can fill your weakness with supernatural strength. I want to invigorate you, and I want to restore, and I want you to bring back. Say, how do you know that, Pastor Tim? Well, it's because 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 19 tells us that the power of God is made perfect when we're weak. I say, well, Pastor, you're going to ask me to take this big challenge here in a few minutes. and uh, I don't know, man. I, uh, I might be scared. This this could be scary. uh, I'm kind of timid and I'm shy and sometimes I get afraid of things. And and what if I fail? What if I fail in the challenge? Or, Or what if you're saying punch the faith accelerator and I hit the brake of fear instead? Well, hold on. Just stick with this. Faith works. I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, Several years ago, I was managing a business in Waxahachie, Texas, and I, it was a wonderful time. It was a two-year period between when I pastored in Missouri and before we started here. And we would have prayer each morning with the staff. I would lead them in prayer. And, and one morning, we were just saying, well, we just need to pray. You know, we were running into some issues with a lot of our clients, and business wasn't doing good. And someone spoke up and said, could it be that there's an abortion office next door to us? I mean, could that be? There's a Planned Parenthood right next door. I mean, that's 85% of the money that comes into Planned Parenthood is, is abortion. So please understand that. And, uh, you know, that's, 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 the killing of children is evil. It doesn't matter how you slice it. So, what I did is I said, well, let, let, me, let me think and pray about that. And I just kind of watched, and I watched, and I watched. And one of the sad things, one of the things that made me really sad is every single, pro- I would watch that office for several days. Every single person that I saw walking into that place was minority. And then I began researching the roots of Planned Parenthood and found out the, the originator of it, the one who actually brought it about was a very upfront racist and built Planned Parenthood on the premise of extinguishing black, black people in America. Do your history studies, it's all there. And I was just sickened by that. So, it was interesting because almost everybody in my office was minority too. So, I told the staff, said, we're going to pray over this. Let's start praying. God, give us a strategy. And, And I told the staff, this is over several days, I said, I feel like God wants me to just go and pray over their front door and their back door and anoint it with oil. And I'm going to take one of my business cards and walk into that place. We're going to pray over that and anoint my business card with oil and give it to them. And we're just going to plant something of God in there. Does that work? I don't know. I don't know. 
strange, they did strange things like that in the Bible, but that's just something that was on my heart. So we did, and the whole staff agreed with me, and we prayed, and came back early that next morning while it was still dark. I went up to their back door, and I laid hands on it, and I anointed it with oil. I thought every person who walks through this door and touches this door, I was going to touch this oil. This oil represents the Holy Spirit. went over to their front door, making sure there weren't any cameras, and I just went ahead and... <laughs> You know what I mean. Prayed over the front door of the door. It's like every person who walks into this place, every potential client, every person is going to the presence of God. And I said, this must close in the name of Jesus. This will close in the name of Jesus. Get out. Now, I have never prayed uh, for a business like that to literally be closed. But we did. We just prayed for it to be closed. A little bit later that day, once everybody was in there, I went and brought them my business card. And I just said, God bless you. And just was very pleasant and nice. And and, 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 you know, really nice people in there. They were very nice people. But uh, after that, I let it be. Told the rest of the staff, just keep praying, keep praying. No joke, two weeks later, I was doing my prayer time, and I saw a sign on their door. It says, it said, Planned Parenthood of Ellis County will be closing at the end of this month, and we will not be opening in a new office. Thank you for your patronage. I took a picture of that. I sent that all over the place to every staff member, every person I could find. I said, do you guys see what prayer does? Do you see what faith does? And I'll tell you, the moment Planned Parenthood walked out of there, all of a sudden, with that business, and I don't know how all this works. Please, I, this is not some formula. This is faith, because faith is not a formula. The business began to spike. And I'm telling you, everybody started getting bonuses and bonuses. At the end of the year, I mean, thousands of dollars in bonuses were given out to the staff because of how they helped to accelerate that business. But even at that end of the year party with the staff, I said, but you know what happened? You know what happened earlier in the year? Is our prayers, I believe, in our faith created a difference right here in our city and right here in this county. You can look it up on the internet. They're still closed. They have not reopened. I think the way current laws are in the state of Texas are going to stay closed. But that's what faith does. I want you to look at the screens at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God did not give you fear and timidity regarding what's going on around you and what's happening in your life and what you're up against. He gave you power. He gave you love. He gave you a sound mind, a, a disciplined mind. That's why I'm challenging you to take this faith accelerator challenge, which is record, request, recite, and receive. So now, I'm going to ask you to open the City Life app. And if you're watching online, in the e-community, they're going to drop a link in where you can access this, this file right off the bat in case you don't have the app. You can just go ahead and click on that link and you'll go right to it. But once you open up the City Life app, you'll see this Faith Accelerator graphic. I want you to click on the graphic and it's going to take you to it's it's going to take you to a plate. Now if you can't find it, you gotta hit refresh at the bottom of your screen. It should be right up there near the top about the second item. And um, I want to read through this before you do anything because I'm going to challenge you on something. I may ask you to take the challenge, but you need to know what the challenge is before you decide to take it. Some of you are like, I'm just going to fill this out right now. It's like, good, stop. Don't. Because that would be like me. I, I just know I, I would fill it out and then, then look at it later. Here are the, here are the, the, the four commitments is record. 
I'm going to ask you to list five miracles that are needed. And you'll do that here in just a minute. Number two is request. I'm asking you to pray daily, even if you don't feel like it. Number three is to, is to recite. So you're going to memorize Mark 11, 23, and 24 and just begin to recite it out loud each day. All right? And number four is to receive. So be in church each Sunday through the end of the year. And that is Lord willing. I may know sometimes if you're in the hospital or you're not feeling well or if you're on vacation or something like that, you can't be here. But, but, but you're, you know, by the grace of God, you'll be here through the end of the year because this is about creating culture change in your own life. Uh, here's, my, here's my word to you. It says, I want to join my faith with yours during this fourth quarter of 2021. I give you my word that I will pray regularly over your list of five miracles needed. Also, let me know when any of your prayer requests are answered. The scripture verse that I gave you is right there as well. And some of you, you may want to take screenshots of this stuff as you go through so that you can see it and keep it and hold on to it. Okay, so if you get down to the form part, it says record, which is lift your five miracles needed. And, and, and what this says here is it says, I choose to accelerate my faith before the end of the year by believing God for these five miracles. Before you start putting that in, because that's actually the last thing I want you to do, look at the next one. It says request, pray daily even if I don't feel like it. It says by checking this box, I choose to use my faith by praying daily for the five miracles needed and pray as I feel directed by the Holy Spirit during the Faith Accelerator Challenge. The next one is recite. Memorize Mark 11, 23, and 24. By checking this box, I choose to put Jesus' words recorded in Mark 11, 23, and 24 to memory because I desire the word of God to stimulate my faith during the Faith Accelerator Challenge. And finally, the last one is receive. Be in church each Sunday through the end of the year. By checking this box, I choose to be in church to the best of my ability during the Faith Accelerator Challenge for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to give you some time to fill this out. Uh, if you'll notice the little check boxes, there are no no's in there. So that means unless you take all four, you're not taking the, the challenge. So let's see the yes, 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 yes. It got a little bit fun there. Now, <clears throat> I, I, I know someone said, someone actually told me this. Well, this, this also sounds like you're really being pushy. And, and I, you know, I respect that. But basically I'm saying memorize a Bible verse in three months. Come to church when you're able. Um, pray. And list out some prayer requests. Uh, that's called basic Christianity. <laughs> it is. But I'm asking you to commit to it because sometimes when we commit to these things, it helps us. And I'll be back in touch with you, all right? All right, let's take a few minutes. Let's go ahead and do that. List out your five prayer needs, five miracles. Let's take your time and do that now. I know some of you are finishing it up. Please go ahead and finish it up. But I'd like, I'd like for us all to be in an attitude of prayer. If you're writing, I don't ask you to close your eyes or anything like that. But I ask you to look into your heart and into your life. And if you're here this morning and you're not in relationship with Jesus, if you're not in right relationship with him, before you leave this place, you need to make sure that's done right. All the faith for miracles in the world, you know, doesn't amount to much of anything don't have eternity with Jesus. That's the most important thing. The biggest miracle of all is a person having their sins wiped away by the blood of Jesus and all things have become new. That's my desire for you today. So in an attitude of prayer, if there's anybody in this room that 
you need to, you want to make the decision to follow Jesus Christ today, would you just, at the count of three, lift your hand so that I can see it. When I see, when I see your hand, I'll be able to connect my faith with you. We're going to pray together, and you're going to give your life to Jesus. So, uh, that's you. Count of three, lift your hand. One, two, three, lift your hand up for me so that I can see it. Thank you. Who else? Okay, you can put your hands down. I want you, if you lifted your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And, I, and, and the congregation, I want you to pray this as well as an encouragement to those who are giving their lives to Christ right now. Come on, pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me in your precious blood. I give my life to you. Today I make the choice to turn away from my past and to embrace the future that you have for me. I am a Christian. I am saved. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Podcast. If you're interested in attending our Sunday service or would like more information, go to citylifefw.org.